Welcome to Cardi in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Wolf. Uh, kickstart for 919-2022. Football, man. <laughs> football. We're, Speaking of football, uh, you know, uh, graph, dude. Yes. We're going to jump right into this. Yeah, man. <laughs> I went to, I, went to uh, I tailgated and went to the game uh, with Graf on Saturday. It's fun. Super fun. It's a lovely wife, Betty, son, Derek and his wife, and a couple other people. It was great. It was really fun. Right on. Yeah. When you sent me uh, the picture of you guys when you're out tailgating, I cracked up because right when you sent it to me, like Oswald was like snuggled up next to me. <laughs> and of course, right. and that's funny why. Because he saw me and he peed on you. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> it could have been that. No, it's just because they played the Fresno State Bulldogs. That's correct. Yes. My alma mater. Yes. <laughs> so I, I had forgotten. Yes, they I, did. I had forgotten that's who they were playing, uh, even after you told me you were going. And then I got sat there. I'm like, oh, who are they playing today? And I looked it up. And at that point, I think the game was half over. I'm like, good God. <laughs> It was much. Yeah. Well, hey, man, let me just tell you this. The game was over in the first quarter, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. What was funny about it was USC was very consistent through all four quarters. I mean, the the, yeah. the lowest scoring quarter was the second. So they went to the, they went into halftime with, you know, not a massive lead. 21 over 10 no. is not a big deal, but. But SC was going into the weekend up 2-0 and Fresno was 1-1. One one, so it could have gone either way for them. <laughs> for them. Sure. Yeah, it, you know, the defense, uh, the Fresno State defense just, uh, you know, they weren't consistent. They, they couldn't make stops when they needed to. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it, there's a, you could definitely see the difference in programs. Right. <laughs> well, in, all, in all fairness, one's ranked and one's not. So let's, let's correct sure that's out there. Too. Yeah, let's not, let's not get crazy. And the, <laughs> let's not, uh, let's not, uh, let's not burn Fresno State. Uh, at the stake. They got burnt bad enough. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night. But yeah, man, super fun time. You know, I, I had honestly, I think that might be the first time I've ever, well, no, that's not the first. It's the first time I've been to a USC game since like 04, maybe like when Reggie Bush and Carson Palmer and uh, I think Graf's son, Derek was playing. There, right. Or maybe, maybe it was before that, but yeah, super fun. Great time. <laughs> Graf is a fun Fun, yeah. As, as you can you can tell from the episode, he's just fun. He's a fun, loving guy, and he's so he's so much fun to hang out with. I had a really great time, man. Yeah, God, I hadn't seen him since uh, probably October 2020 when I went out and we had lunch together. Right, right. That you that so, was yeah, and he's it had been a while before that since that time too. Before I mean, prior, yeah, to yeah, yeah. I mean, before that, I hadn't seen him in years. Like, you know, we touched, kept in touch, but I hadn't physically seen him because of work schedules and, you right. know, not being here and him being, you know, it's just, the, it, you know, it's, it's the part of your, it's a part of the business that's crazy. It's like, you know, you can remain friends with somebody and not see him for 10 years <laughs> or five years, whatever. Yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day about, you know, about texting being such a, a through line with people that end up going on location a lot, you know, not just for keeping in touch with, with family, you know, <laughs> while they're gone nine months out of the year combined and everything's in that's how you I, I tell you that's how this business that is stayed afloat while people are in Canada or New Mexico or Atlanta or or North Carolina anytime we're you know our production folks are out there doing their thing I feel like that's like the through line because for a lot of reasons one you can 
pop somebody a text at four in the morning and not worry about waking them up most of the time. Bingo. And that time, dude, that sorry, the time zone really has a drastic effect and not just the distance too. It, it's, yeah, it's tough. It can be tough. Hell, when you're gone, man, most of the time, like when we, we text is like, you text me and like eight hours later, I'll see it because I finally wake up <laughs> or something like that. But anyway, back to DeGraff, that's a testament of the kind of dude he is. Like you mentioned, when you hear our episode with him, it's just, did to say he's the fun uncle would be like an understatement. And the he's yeah, the, he's totally. the uncle that if you went camping, you know, the, 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 you know, the campfire type stories. This was, I mean, dude, the setup, the, the, the whole tailgating setup, it was, is legit is all I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> we, I got there around four. They got there, you know, around 1231, I would imagine. But I mean, uh, it took me forever to get there. Good Lord. I left my house at a little bit before two. It took me two hours to get to USC. I don't know what was going on, but every freeway was screwed yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's LA, but it's Saturday, man. It was so weird. And coming home was another adventure for another time. Good God, dude. Every fucking exit off the 110 to get back onto the five shut down. There was an accident on the 101. <laughs> so, you know, it took me, I left the, I left there at 1120 and I got home at uh, 130. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of off the freeway driving, you know, up the 110 and had to get off at, uh, you know, exit 42 and come back around and weave my way around Figueroa to Riverside up to Fletcher and then back on to the fire. It was fucking nightmare. Me and everybody else. I don't know where everybody, I was like, man, I've never seen it this busy at 1130 at night down in downtown LA. Where the fuck is everybody going? I was like, was there a Dodger game? I mean, is there, is there more than one? Was there a big concert? Was something going on at Staples? I have no idea, but it was insane. Like I, traffic was rotten. Well, I mean, that kind of goes without saying around this town these days, right? <laughs> Yeah, but none of it mattered, man, because I had a great time, and you know, it was it was it was so much fun, man. You know, the game the game was never in doubt, right? <laughs> and, uh, graph, graph. You know, of course, he's ribbing me because I, but uh, it it was a good time, man, and uh, and uh, there was a lot, and we dude, the seats were great. I don't know if you could tell from the photos I sent you, but man, we were like literally on the forty yard line, sitting right behind like the recruits, like very close to the field. <laughs> right on, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And I hadn't been there, I mean, other than, been there for a couple concerts, um, but I hadn't been there for a game. I mean, and they've done a lot of work there. I mean, they must've done it like when the Rams came back to town, but I hadn't been there since they built the press, all that stuff, man. And I don't know if you know about the the Lucas Museum that they're adding there, but good God, dude, it looks just like Admiral Akbar's ship. Yeah, I, I, I'm aware of it, but I haven't seen any photographs or any Holy kind of shit. artist renderings or anything like that. It literally looks like the ship that Akbar is flying <laughs> <during> the Jedi. <laughs> That's and awesome. Rogue One. That's great. Yeah, it's amazing. It's pretty amazing. I took some photos. I'll send them to you. But good Lord, dude. Holy shit. It was, and it's funny that you brought something up. Uh, Friday, we had a mandate come down that we have to, very, we're going back to wear masks, mandatory masks again at work. And I, I said something to you on Friday or Saturday about it. And then you, oh no, it was definitely just after the game or during the game. Because then you had said something about that being, having an effect on on your on the game itself. And then you guys, you guys had to, I don't know if you were masking up or there was a mandatory thing, even though it's outside, I don't know what you didn't get a chance to expand on it very much. No, it was, uh, it was kind of like we, I didn't have one on no, nobody with me, but I mean, there, you know, the, the entire, I'd say the 20, 20 people sitting behind me all, I turned around at one point and I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Everybody had masks on. And then, uh, 
but I would say it was more not masked than masked, but you know, maybe like 60, 40 ish. Some, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of people wearing masks and I, you know, having been for the last, you know, five, four or five months being working and being outside and just sort of, it's funny because, uh, you know, now you see, you know, it's, again, I went back, back to like, wow, why is everybody wearing masks? Right. You know, your mind just kind of goes there once you, once you stop masking up all the time. I mean, I still, we still have to wear them at work if we're indoors um, on a shoot. Uh, but most of the outside stuff, you know, we, we, they, we didn't mask uh, at all. We didn't, we didn't have to wear masks when we were outdoors on the racetrack and stuff. I mean, it was hot enough and, you know, you got plenty of space, but indoors it was still the same. But it's funny because I've been off for... I don't know, five weeks now and hadn't put a mask on five weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, it's when you said that you guys were going back to mandatory, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then I thought, well, maybe I need to, maybe I need to look at the news every once in a while. <laughs> Read the papers as they say. Yeah. I, I mean, I get, it. I, I always have my mask with me because I'm usually kind of isolated myself. At least people are like, you know, seven, eight, 10 feet away from me. So I don't need to usually have to bother or if I'm at Edit Bay, again, no reason to have to wear it, but it's with me. Right. But now it's like, you walk into the building, you got to have it on. So yeah, other than other than when you're eating or whatever, but it's, uh, right. This we're having to, the reason why it's this big surprise that we're doing it again is because everybody, that, that early on lacks, a, you know, lacks way of doing things. And yep, I feel like this might be the longest stretch where we haven't had it. You know, since, oh, yeah. Yeah, but, since, yeah, since yeah. it all started. Sure. Right. Um, shit ain't going anywhere. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, right. I, I mean, I'm, I, are you, how do you, are you going to get your, are you getting the uh, Omicron booster? Oh, you don't have to say we, we, we don't have this. No, no. Yet, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm going to, I'm going to, I just have to, you know, I have to, I think for I, work yeah, exactly. and travel. Same reason. I, and I was already going to do it prior to this. I just, just trying Me to too. find time, you know, dealing with the family stuff to carve that time out, knowing I'm going to, Knowing I'm already going to be out, I know it's going to, the last time it took me out for a couple of days, I expect that again. So I'm, right. That, that's what I'm looking forward to. And right now I couldn't really give up a couple of days to be out of commission for anything. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of what I'm feeling too is like, and if my doctor told me to wait until, you know, closer to the holiday season, you know, she's like, oh, it's, you, you should get it, but you know, you wait till late October before, you know, you, you, you had it. And cause I think I got my last booster in November, right around Thanksgiving right. when I was in Charlotte. <laughs> so, you know, she's like, you get it, you know, like get it, get it, start to get it before the people start gathering. <laughs> and I'm like, gathering? She's right. like, holidays. I'm like, oh, okay, I got you. Right. I thought you were going to tell me something I didn't know about. Like the gathering. The gathering, right. <laughs> the gathering. Well, what? We have to get shots before the gathering? <laughs> For the gathering, right? <laughs> that sounds like something out of Ghostbusters too. Vigo, the gathering. <laughs> oh, this covering goo. I, so this weekend, um, amongst dealing with all that family stuff I've been mentioning on and off for a while, uh, just everybody had gone to bed and you know how Netflix is when it's always shoving down its latest on you, auto playing the trailer as soon as you open up the app. The latest in that is their feature film, Do Revenge. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not like a funny name, but anyway, it's a, it's a teen comedy, but I use that term teen very loosely because there's teens in it. I just think of it, it takes like the best way to describe it is it takes the best, it takes the, the, the greatest hits of other movies in this vein and kind of put it together. It works really well. Solid cast, uh, Camille Mendez, who you actually worked with her co-host from Riverdale recently. And uh, she plays Veronica on Riverdale. 
by a hawk, well, who we all know is who her parents, oh, yeah. her parents are, of course, Stranger Things. And Austin Abrams, who those of you who've watched Euphoria, spell more, he's probably most known for what he did in Euphoria. And a bunch of other people in this that you might recognize, but it's, I don't want to say anything more about it because it's very, it's very, it's very, one of those movies is very experiential. You don't want to say too much to people because you may inadvertently telegraph something that happens in it. But it's super fun, creative, and you know it's borrowing here and there. It's really well done, um, and the cast is solid. Great soundtrack if you like current pop music with a little bit of the old stuff mixed in, and super fun. I'm not going to give anything away because she's in the she's in the trailer. But Sarah Michelle Gellar plays the headmaster of this private school that everybody goes to, and she's pretty great in it. By the way, I want to point out something. They do have clueless references to this. And a little bit of Buffy in there. But if you're not really well-versed in Buffy, you're not going to get the little undertones that she puts in there. But I found that Sarah Michelle Gellar and Alicia Silverstone, these days, in these, these, this performance, and then recently saw Alicia Silverstone doing something, they are like the same person. If you close your eyes, it's it's hard to tell who's who. Yeah. Until Alicia Silverstone hits that little bit of that lisp that she has with her S's, and then you get it. But for the most part, they sound like the same person. It's kind of trippy. And when you think about it, when they both kind of came up in the business, you know, when they became their claim to fame for movies and TV shows that were kind of right at the same time. So there was a very similar tone between them and acting style. But dude, this movie's super fun. If you catch your Netflix already, there it is, Do Revenge. And that's all I'll say about it. Yep, I have it queued up. No, it's 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 solid. It's a super fun movie. I, I liked it a lot. And Melly's downstairs watching it right now. And I was waiting for you. I can feel the subwoofer because again, the music in this movie is so prevalent. Lots of current music, so it's got lots of bass. Bass. Uh, the rewind for this week would actually... Well, we can't, we can't say that because we're going to cover it. But, oh, okay. My rewind is 1984 Flashpoint, starring Chris Christopherson, Treat Williams, Rip Torn, Miguel Ferrer's first film, our buddy, our favorite, Clarence Boddicker, you know, also known as Red Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you seen... Have you ever seen Flashpoint? Yeah, yeah. It's such a fun sort of, you know, it's an excellent movie to pair with uh, Walter Hill's Extreme Prejudice, uh, not only because totally. Rip Torn is in both of them doing these fun little character turns, but it kind of takes place in that same uh, Texas dust bowl, uh, you know, sort of desert noir kind of vibe. It's a movie that I feel like it was originally made for, it might have been one of those uh, made for HBO movies, but I, I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater. I know, that, actually, I know I saw it, but I think it was HBO Films. Made it, it was, you know, I, I remember <laughs> ditching fifth period Spanish <laughs> to go see it because, uh, you know, back in the day, like, you, you know, you could walk into a movie theater at 2.30 or, you know, two o'clock on a Friday afternoon and no one cared. <laughs> right. <laughs> Our truant officer would maybe do a sweep there like once a month, you know, um, <laughs> if he thought he could catch kids. He was like the fucking child catcher from uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, good old Ray Bearded. <laughs> right. I smell children and popcorn. <laughs> but if you give him enough popcorn, he'd get distracted and you could fucking, you know, get away from run back, run the nine blocks back to school before he could apprehend you. So yeah, man. So check it out. Uh, it's, it's, it is, I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere. I just pulled out, I, I wanted to watch it. I think because I watched Extreme Prejudice and I was thinking, man, I should check that out. I hadn't seen it in a while. And I decided to go DVD digging in the garage and I did find it. The copy's not great, but I know it's got to be streaming somewhere. It was streaming. It's got a great score, by the way. Tangerine Dream does a phenomenal score for it. I don't want to give away too much. Treat and uh, Chris Christopherson, they play Border Patrol agents who come across a mysterious Jeep after a storm that's 
apparently been in a washed out riverbed for many years. Uh, and then the mystery just unwinds from there. Tess Harper is also in the film. And I think we, didn't we just talk about Tess Harper and something else recently? Yeah, we did. Oh, Amityville 3D. Oh yeah, you're right. Correct. <laughs> Meg Ryan, Tess Harper. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask is, has anybody seen Fletch? I didn't even know they made a Fletch movie with John Hamm, <laughs> but apparently it came out this week. Uh, so if anybody has seen it, drop us a line, let us know what you think of it. Uh, I have not seen it. I was too busy watching Flashpoint. <laughs> Rear view review. There you go. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at Karate Pod. Same thing with Letterbox, and on the Instagram, if you want to follow Corey on Letterbox, is Corey underscore Culp. If you like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll Thirty Three on your Instagram, or you can follow me at Rip Torn on Letterbox. That's Rip Torn, not like ripped and torn, but like Rip Torn, Rip Torn, the man, Rip Torn. And maybe you watch Defending Your Life. Maybe I'm there too. Mm-hmm.